The Push Podcast, people united for spina bifida and hydrocephalus. A podcast created to bring people together and to amplify the voices, stories, and abilities of our spina bifida and hydrocephalus community. B is for the people, both big and small. U is for the unity that gathers us all. S for spina bifida, H for hydrocephalus. Say the push to the world, never let them get the best of us. Hey, what's going on? My name is Danny Lamb, and I'm your host of the Push Project Podcast. I was three years old when I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, and I'm passionate about using my abilities to connect our community and to create a space for others to feel empowered to share their story. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please don't hesitate to subscribe, find us on Facebook and Instagram, or to be a featured guest, please email us at asongacity at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to having you. All right, and welcome back to the Push Project Podcast. Here today, I tell you, we have a strong presence so far in Ireland, um, which I, I love because as we know on here, that's where Song of City began eight years ago. Today, we've got Killian Dunn. Uh, Killian, how you doing? Good, thanks, Danny. Thanks Good many for having me on. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm happy we could make it work. And and I know we were chatting before and and you were just at the gym and, and I'm headed out for a run after this. And I'm sure that's going to come up in, in our conversation today. But uh, but I would love to just ask, first of all, we know you're from Ireland, um, but where where are you from? Where do you call home? So I'm from County Tipperary in the south of Ireland. Um, think the countryside, then think the countryside of the countryside. And that's where I'm at. Uh, nothing but cows and potholes, yes. um, but basically, yeah, you're a stereotypical Irish boy. Man, I love it. I, I I get so curious with that as well. What's the population of your town? Oh, geez, that's a great question. I yeah. that's something I have to ask after Google. <laughs> sorry, so sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, a small town though, yeah, like oh, really, geez, really. like in my actual parish where I literally live, there's about 200 people. Oh my gosh. Um, but in the county itself, uh, is four thousand nine hundred and seventy nine people. Okay. Oh man, for the entire county, yeah. That I grew up in a town of at the time it had thirteen thousand people, and I always like referred to that as a small town, which it was in in a lot of ways, especially if you're comparing it to like Toronto, which is like millions of people, um, mm. or other big cities in the world. But like thirteen thousand compared to the entire county county being 4,000 is, 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 is quite big for a town, I guess, my town. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I know you're an athlete. Um, what, what sports do you do? So I do wheelchair racing as my main sport. Um, that's what I'm on the Irish squad for. And then I've also done uh, wheelchair basketball in the past uh, for side training, like um, cross training. So to keep fit during the winter season and stuff like that. Um, I've done multiple different sports over the years, wheelchair tennis, rowing, kayaking, uh, swimming, table tennis, the list is endless basically. Um, but how I got into sport was my dad actually bought me, brought me to a Paris Sport Open Day when I was five in Dublin and uh, kind of gave me the option to try a ton of different Paris sports. But uh, he himself was actually a runner uh, okay. in his past. So I kind of felt that kind of need to go the athletics route. And so I actually started out as a seated javelin shot put and discus thrower. And I competed for Ireland twice for that over the years as they progressed. Oh. And then 2012, I had major bowel surgery 
mm-hmm. uh, which cost or cost me a lot of weight, should I say. But um, I lost a lot of it. And uh, so I didn't have the force to put into my throws anymore because I wasn't heavy enough. Yeah. Um, so rather than kind of getting down in the dumps and saying, oh, can't do sport anymore because I'm not able to do it, I said, no, I'll find a different sport where my physique will now suit. And so that sport was wheelchair racing. And 18 months after my operation, I was back on the Irish squad again as yeah. a racer. That's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, did you have... Speaking of that moment when you say couldn't do javelin anymore, did you have a moment where you were like lost or stuck or did it just kind of roll over to like the next thing? It's going to sound crazy, but I still get those moments today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did at the time. Yeah. It was very bad at the time because I was kind of like, oh, what do I do now? Because I don't want to start from scratch or something because I don't want to end up failing like yeah. putting so much time into something and then failing. And I was thinking that kind of mindset. And uh, then I kind of just pushed on and tried wheelchair racing and haven't looked back since. And as we go on through the interview, I'm sure we'll kind of go into that more in detail. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's been some great days and some crap days. And I think every athlete kind of has those kind of ups and downs, but it's how you look at it that you progress. Like, so you yeah. can't let really the bad days get to you. You have to just push through it and think of your why and why you're doing it. And, and, let that push you. I, uh, so I'm curious and I love that you, you took it to that remembering why can I ask you, what is your, why, what, why do you do what you do? Uh, first of all, for myself, just to prove to myself, I can be the best athlete I can be. Um, big part of me is my family. I'm a big family man. Like I, I love that feeling of knowing and making them proud for doing something. Um, and like they're my biggest driving force. Like my entire family are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just I've always wanted to make a Paralympics, uh, and I can really see myself doing that for twenty twenty four. Man, in Paris, yeah. Paris, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the big goal. Um, is to get there. But yeah, just there's days where I wake up and I don't want to even get in my chair, and then I'm like, no, think your family, think of me, think yeah. where you're gonna go, yeah. bang, and then it just flips the switch and I'm gone. Yeah. So um, I, I, I love the idea of the why, because I feel like I, simply as human beings, so often we, we get into this, you know, we, we, we're doing what we're doing, we're doing what we're doing. Um, but then naturally, I think anybody and everybody hits, hits some sort of wall or stump or, or low period, we'll say through the lens of athletics or, or, you know, uh, music or art or whatever, everybody hits that, that, that moment that's really hard. And, and you start to question everything and this and that, uh, if not moments of, of those happening throughout your journey. And, uh, I know for me, um, and, and why I love you taking it to the why, uh, that, that why piece is so, so important. Cause I, I think it's, it's so easy to know what you do. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's why you do what you do that will really lead, lead yourself to sustainability and, in, in your success and just everything you're doing. I think anyways. Absolutely. And even who you surround yourself with plays a big part too. Like if you think of humans as pieces of fruit, right. Which is yeah. going to sound like a crazy analogy at first, but once you get into it, you'll understand. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so if you surround yourself with people who are saying, oh no, I'm in a wheelchair, I can't do this. Yeah. think of them as a rotten piece of fruit yeah so if you ever see a healthy piece of fruit like a ripe piece of fruit and a rotten piece of fruit beside each other yeah the rotting fruit will actually transfer across to the healthy fresh piece of fruit 
So if you think of that as humans as well, if you surround yourself with bad mindset, you're going to get a bad mindset. Whereas if you surround yourself with a good mindset, you'll get a good mindset. And that's why I push so hard for my uh, positive mindset in everything I do, because if you tell yourself you can't, you won't. Mm. And if you tell yourself, oh, I might be able, you'll push yourself because you want to see if you actually can. So yeah, kind of what I live by. Um, it's, it's interesting. And, and one of the ways that you are, and I are connected, uh, beyond the conversation of, of spina bifida. And I didn't ask, do you live with hydrocephalus as well? Uh, very mild. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't okay. affect me. Okay. Um, so I live with hydrocephalus and spina bifida, very mild, uh, spina bifida occulta. So, um, opposites, uh, but, uh, my dad was very athletic, played a lot of soccer, football, um, and had a contract to, to go to um, play for a team called Scarborough United. It was a third division football team in, in England years ago. Um, and, and so me and my two younger brothers, uh, we, we grew up very athletic, playing hockey, football. Uh, we played lacrosse periodically, uh, played all the sports. And, um, and a saying I got really, really uh, close to because we heard it all the time was attitude is everything. Um, and, and what you put out, you, you, you get back and, and you receive. And, and if, so if, if you're putting out a good energy, a bad energy, you're, you're likely to receive that back and attract those, attract those things. And, uh, if you're surrounding, as you just said, you know, a great, great fruit analogy. I loved it. Um, if, if you're hanging out with, with, you know, that, that bad fruit, you're, you're more likely to, to become a bad fruit. Um, and, and start to adopt that same headspace and, and all those things. And even for myself, one of my slogans that I live by is Nert Kredev Oxkuvat, which is strength, belief, and power. So I have cool. the strength to do what I want to do. I have the belief in what I want to do and I have the power to push through the barriers to get to where I want to be. Cool. <laughs> what, what, can you say that again? Yeah. So it's Nert, which is strength, Kredev, which is belief, and Kuvat, which is power. It's Irish. Yeah. It is. Okay. Okay. I love that. Love it. Am I, is it Gaelic or no? Yeah. So yeah, that, that is. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be wrong there or not. So it's Irish Gaelic. Okay, cool. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, speaking of language and words, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a transition here. You, you said you, you like music. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Not, not another way we're similar. Um, <laughs> What kind of music? This is where everybody kind of goes, what the hell? Because I have literally genuinely got the weirdest taste in music of all time. I love it. I could I be going it. from Trippy Red to Skrillex right back to Chris Stapleton, like in a matter of songs. Like I just have the most diverse taste in music ever. Um, there's very few music genres I don't like. Yeah. But um no like or even our family as well are, are very musical like we all play instruments i play uh ukulele and mandolin as well cool. and um so like all my family there's a lot of guitars in the family there's a lot of banjos in the family um so i just i tried guitar but my dexterity because my spine i wasn't good enough for guitar yeah, yeah. so i would recommend the ukulele and learned ukulele in a day and was like right what's next and now i'm on to mandolin so um, man that's brilliant <laughs> So, so when, when a song of city visits Ireland next, we're going to have to have a jam about in, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, um, I, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love the sound of the mandolin as well. Mm. Absolutely yeah. love it. 
Um, can I, so to get back to athletics, what have been some of your, your biggest successes as, as an athlete? So, um, I think 2013 to start off was just to get there as a racer to the world championships was my first achievement as a racer. Uh, I have to mention that. Um, then fast forward to 2016 and I won three world medals at the world junior championships in Prague. I won a bronze in the hundred and silver in the 200 and 400. And that was kind of the first time like sitting up on that pedestal or sorry, podium should I say of just watching the flag rise and just looking over my family like in bits and I was in bits and it was the first kind of sense of oh my god I can actually make something of myself that was the first time I like properly believed myself and from there you kind of it just improved and improved and I won awards for um basically bringing my contribution to iteration so bringing kids into sport and and getting involved and then fast forward to 2019 and I got four Irish records um so I was the, at the time I was the first Irish record holder in 13 years and the oh. previous Irish record holder to me was actually my coach at the time. So that was nice to be able to pass wow. down the, that on. Um, but it's actually funny because uh, me and my dad had a bet in 2019 that if I got one Irish record that he'd pay for my first tattoo. Yes. And I ended up getting four. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't like you at all. <laughs> and I know. But you put motivation into it. So I actually ended up getting my first tattoo a couple of weeks ago. Man, um, yes. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's really nice. Thanks. Um, so you can't really see it, but inside the flag on the bottom, I have um, Trid Dun Sail at all, which is, again, Irish for fight for the life you want. Cool. So, oh, um, man. The first of many. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. I, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you. Um, there's actually been a couple uh, with, with uh, right now that the Paralympics being on, we've had a couple of American friends on Miranda and Trevor, who are, are their goal is, is Paris 2024 as well. Um, mm-hmm. I've said to both of them, I'll say it to you as well. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll hold you accountable by booking my ticket like next week. To, to Paris and, and, and let that be like the, okay, Danny's going to be there. I have to make it there now. Like there's no, there's like Danny's already spent the money on it. So yeah. to, just, you know, just to hold you accountable. Cause we, you know, we, we, we need that. Right. That works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. So along those lines and kind of in line with our, our, our music connection. Um, first of all, what's your, your, and we've talked a little bit about this, but what's your biggest athletic dream question one. And if you had a pump up song that like followed you into every competition and everywhere in life, what would it be? So my biggest ambition with athletics is to be Paralympic champion one day. Yeah. Um, aiming for the top, just, I've yeah. always been that kind of person that just goes hell for letter. I don't take halves. I go f- full on. Yeah. So it mightn't happen in Paris. That's fine. But yeah. I eventually want to make Paralympics and get that gold medal and be a Paralympic champion. Yeah. As for a song, it's kind of, I think the two that I do listen to the most when I'm training is Gym Class Heroes, The Fighter. Yes. And Chris Brown and Chipmunk Champion. All right. Yeah. They're the kind of two, yeah. Like, my biggest motivations on like they're yeah. actually two of the songs that I listened to the day of my first world medal. So I was kind of like, right, they obviously work. So let's cool. Let's 
I love that. Um, I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah. Wicked. Um, now you told me that a lot of people inspire you, uh, and that the one thing they all have in common is a positive mindset. We've talked a little bit about that, that mindset piece, and I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into it, but why do you think surrounding yourself with people of a positive mindset is important to life and finding success in whatever you do? Uh, basically because you're never going to grow unless you're uncomfortable. If you're living life comfortable, you're not going to progress. Yeah. You have to kind of push yourself and challenge yourself to improve. And if you put yourself in the right situation with the right people, especially a gym setting, there's days where my coach will say, right, we're going to lift. Like there was a point in time where my coach was like, we're going to lift 80 kg. Mm. And I'd be like, oh God. But then to the, even today, like he was roaring at me to get it up. And I was just like, right, let's go. Yeah. Whereas if he kind of just gave me that weight and says, right, do it, and just sat back in the ground on his phone, I wasn't going to push that weight. Like, it's just surrounding yourself with the right people and getting that right mindset and, and knowing you can do it and telling yourself constantly you can do it. Like, a big thing with me now is I'm trying my best to cut negativity. So, in a training session, if something comes up that I, I know I don't like doing, yeah. I kind of have to t- sit back and tell myself, yeah, I don't like doing it, but I can do it. So, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And it's pushing myself that bit more to get that bit done. It might be done at the speed it needs to be done at, but once it gets done, we can improve on that week by week and get me to a point where it will work. So I think everyone else around you is just as important as you yourself. It's it yeah. is really important to get yourself right, but if you're not surrounding yourself by the right people, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, can I come back to this this idea of of um, both being a coach and having a coach, um, regardless of how accomplished you are, why is it important to you that you you actually have a coach? And why is it important to you that you actually are a coach as well to, say, a younger generation? So uh, first bit, so to have a coach, it's important because a big thing we all say, even in college, we've always said it, uh, every coach needs a coach. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we know our stuff, but knowing our stuff and implementing it on ourselves, we're not going to be as strict on ourselves as someone else is going to be. Mm-hmm. So even though we know it's the right thing to do, we'll be like, oh, I'll be grand. We won't do that today. Well, I'll, I'll get away with that, but we won't. Like, So it's it helps to have someone else there to be like, no, you're not getting away with this. Do this. Yeah. And keep, as you say, keep you accountable and, and get you to where you need to be without any cutting corners. Yeah. And um, for me as a coach, I think my big thing is I've always wanted to, I've always known I've wanted to work with people with disabilities of all disabilities. And uh, in particular though, the wheelchair community of Ireland. And now this is not a generalization by any means, but Mm. there are a lot of people in this country at the moment who do feel, Oh, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't do this. And that's the kind of barrier that I really want to like break. I, I, I want them to see that again, mindset, it's just so important, like telling yourself you can, and it mightn't be the same way as your best friend who's able does it, but that doesn't mean you can't do it your way and stuff like that. And um, there was even, I did my placement in a local gym here for eight months. And um, there was days where I had scheduled to be doing pull-ups for my program that I was on for my coach. Yeah. And uh, I'd tie myself into my chair and put my hands up, do a pull-up, bring the chair with me, and there'd be clients in there going like, like pure shock on their face like how is this guy doing this like he's in a wheelchair he, 
he shouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. And it's just I think there's just this Irish mentality of the old old way of thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. But I'm slowly improving that. And in fairness, like there is a higher uh participation rate in kids in sport now, which yeah. is great because we're yeah. looking for more athletes all the time and um great to actually see it happen now. But for a good while there, like there was no kids coming on. And we were kind of like, oh God, like what are we gonna do if Paralympics are lent? can't progress because there's no new attitude so it's great to see that numbers are picking up now that's incredible um, but i am hoping to be a uh, coach to people with disabilities and try and get them out there more and not have them kind of sit in the rooms going oh i've not been going for myself or anything like this yeah so yeah i want to make a more independent stream of disabled people man i i love it and it is so important i i know we see the same stigmas and the same mindsets societally here in Canada still as as well um, imposed and towards folks who specifically say use a wheelchair um, and 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 societally speaking and generally speaking um, you know folks who maybe see a wheelchair before they see all the success that the human being in that wheelchair uh, has achieved and, and has done. Um, and I, I, we, we've chatted a little bit on here as well about representation in like different mainstream spaces. And it is really cool. Of course, again, we, you and I were chatting about it before. It's, uh, we've come so far and there's still so far to go. Uh, but it is kind of cool. And, and I, would, I was saying, even as the Olympics were happening, leading up to the Paralympics, leading up to the real show, we'll say, um, it was it, it was kind of interesting and kind of cool to see. And I love your thoughts on it. But I feel like this year, um, in comparison to other years, there's starting to be more representation, even in the ads and commercials and, and the things that we're seeing, say, in between events and stuff in the Olympics, we're starting to see more awareness um, and starting to see more representation. Again, we could always see more. Um, Absolutely. There's, there's no limit on how many we can have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I'd love to do is, uh, so currently I'm trading under the name Dunn's Fast Lane Fitness. Okay. Uh, that's my personal training business. Cool. Um, but what I would love to do eventually is Dunn's Fast Lane Academy, which Wait. will be a parasport academy for people of the age of eight and upwards where they can come and try the different sports and then pick a sport and then they'd come back to fast lane and fitness and I'd tailor a program around getting them to the top of their game in that sport. Man. So creating Paralympians basically. Dude, that's so, so cool. So, so cool. Um, and I'll, I'll just plant this seed when you need like your, your anthem written for the Academy, you, you, you come talk with me and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get you sorted with a, a, a good old anthem, you know? absolutely that'd be great uh hey um i had one last thing i want to ask and and if you had or what advice would you give to somebody who struggles to find and hold on to a positive mindset um we'll we'll say um within our you know spina bifida and hydrocephalus community or disability community at large period uh what what advice would you give uh um be wholeheartedly yourself and be one with yourself and acknowledge who you are as a person first. Mm -hmm. um, 
and start loving yourself for the person you are and not the person you think you should be. Um, find what you're good at, find what you like, and then push at, at that and excel at that. And maybe, depending on what it is, if you like cooking, try yeah. cooking, be a chef. Like, push it to the boundaries of where you think you can go. Yeah. Um, think bigger than you you think you should. Yeah. Um, and set yourself goals, whether that be weekly, monthly, or yearly. And give yourself a constant thing to work towards. Uh, even for me, like, I, I, I love knowing when things are coming up. Because then I know, right, well, I'm six weeks away, I'm two weeks away, whatever. Yeah. And it's something to push myself harder towards as the weeks go by. So find something you love and excel at that. And set yourself weekly, monthly, yearly goals and keep smashing every single one and you'll see yourself progress. And as you progress physically, you'll automatically progress mentally because you'll physically see that you're getting places and you're like, you'll automatically become proud of yourself for doing that, which will automatically change your mindset on life and make you feel better. Man, that's brilliant. Great, great words. Great advice. Um, so much, so much good stuff that, that, uh, that is just so important to hear and, and start to embody and internalize and, and act on. Um, and, uh, and I, I really, truly, honestly, Killian, look forward to seeing you in Paris 2024. Um, and whether I'm in Paris or watching the TV with my family and look, there he is. I, I know him. I know he was on the push project. I know him. That's wicked. He just won gold. Sweet. Let's go. Got to be in the stands now. Ah, yes. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I love it. Um, and I, I, I really, really am excited um, because I, I think it's, it's incredible stuff for the community of spina bifida and hydrocephalus, but as well for the community of disability at large. Um, to continue to, to break down so much of the stigma, the barriers, um, all those things that continue to exist physically, um, but as well as mentally and, and societally, uh, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, what that looks like in Ireland or what it looks like in Canada and, and North America. Um, those things certainly still do exist. And, and it's um, and it's stuff like the stuff you're doing, man, that's that's going to continue to to smash that which I, I, I love, I, I love it. And, and I'm grateful for you coming to share a piece of you with me on here. Um, Cause this is, this is great. I, I love it. Thank you. I'm really grateful to have even been asked. So thank you, Danny. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, and, yeah. and uh, I look forward to seeing you either in Paris or in Ireland or heck maybe Canada. Come on, come on over. <laughs> you never know what happened. Uh, and I just want to say as well, if yeah. people want to follow me, yeah. Uh, socials. Yes. So my Instagram is Killian underscore Dunn underscore T54. And my Facebook like page is Killian Dunn T54 Wheelchair Racer. So yes. follow those pages. You'll get to see my training life and my life as an athlete and when I have races coming up and stuff like that. Heck yeah. And I'll, I'll share that in the little blurb but below here as, as well. Um, and yeah, go follow him. Go follow him. Smashing records all the time. Left, right, and center. I love it, Killian. Thanks so much, man. We'll see you soon, yeah? Thank you, man. All right. Take care. See you soon. Bye. V is for the people, both big and small. U is for the unity that gathers us all.